And welcome to episode 183 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm back. I'm Kurt, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Peter and Jake. Thank you, NPR Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> this week uh, we have for you the Salty Swerve edition, in which what? we don't do either of the things that we thought we would do last week, uh, in favor of something entirely different. Yes, I I have yet to, uh, I've been like hell on wheels trying to get back into the swing of things here, so I've not yet listened to last week's show, so I have no idea what I have ignored here. <laughs> well, I don't remember either. <laughs> well, none of us could get out to the theaters, but there were two movies yeah. that we wanted to watch, one of which was Jojo oh, yeah. Rabbit. The other one oh. was I Don't Know. <laughs> so if you're here to listen to us give a review, stunning review of Jojo Rabbit, or some shitty movie like Gemini Man. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you're going to have to wait on that one because we saw a different movie and uh, it's great. But first, I got to tell you where we're coming from live because it's a new place, brand new place. I'm scared for my life because I'm white. We're in the hood. Jake. <laughs> this is going to be a tough episode for me. Yes, yes it is. Um, I'm going to try and be as subtle as I can about my uh, racial humor uh, and be as sensitive <laughs> as I can. But I have uh, a feeling you'll be about as subtle as Dolomite himself. Yeah. Spoiler, we thought Dolomite is my name. <laughs> yes. Eddie Murphy uh, plays Dolomite as uh, well, Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, Oh, I who, thought he who was... made the the infamous movie Dolomite back in the day. Great black exploitation movie, and boy, did it black exploit blacks! <laughs> it's all over. Now, when I saw this movie, I thought it was about very tiny pineapples, Dolomite. <laughs> I thought it was about the rock that benders forty percent. I thought it was an osmium alloy. It's... Or was that someone else? It's a mineral. Uh, well, no, the the gimmick with Bender is that whenever someone says, you got to be something, he's like, I'm 40% whatever. So oh, when he was I talking gotcha. with Nixon, he's like, are you wearing a wire? He's like, I'm 40% wire. <laughs> and then uh, when he went to dive after uh, Fry's fossilized dog uh, into the lava, Professor Fonsworth was like, it only has a chance because it's dolomite, baby. <laughs> And Bender's like, I'm 40% Dolomite. <laughs> oh, these jokes are much more funnier now. <laughs> oh, I understand. A large portion of American culture now. Uh, this is this is a weird sort of like, we're dipping in way from the top of the pool here, you know, uh, as we talk about Dolomite, the classic biopic. Uh, but first, we gotta... I want to make it clear. Oh. Um, that we watched Dolomite is my name on Netflix, not Dolomite, the Rudy Raymore picture. Um, Which is not on might, Netflix. We might watch that at some future date. Um, yes. But I think it's required. It's if Because we... they, they showed some uh, clips at the end of the movie, and it was uh, 
just as Netflix had uh, portrayed it. But and a lot of it was like classic meme material. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page right now, and I'm reading some of this stuff, and like just my knowledge of black exploitation comes entirely from Black Dynamite. But I'm seeing <laughs> some of the like hits here. Like uh, there's a uh, <laughs> a character called Creeper who is better known as the Hamburger Pimp. Uh, (laughs) And he's assassinated after explaining the murder of Dolomite's nephew, Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. (laughs) I'm your 16-year-old brother. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I think we... We've we've come at this from from a weird angle. So watch it. Tune in for, for trailers and games and as we try and review this movie. Yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting. That's for sure. All right, so let's start with trailers. Who wants to go first? I got uh, one. We'll okay, just start cool. with the destruction of more uh properties. I think I think the the biggest historical one of the bigger historical gaffes or however it worked out was the, the esteemed works of Theodore Geisel, otherwise known as Dr. Seuss, being sold to the mainstream media. Who the fuck is Theodore Geisel? He's Dr. Seuss. Also, other no, pen No, Dr. Name... Seuss is Dr. Seuss. First name Dr., last name Seuss. Theodore Better... Geisel is a English... He's an English professor who did war propaganda and divorced his wife. That's dope. He also uh, did cartoons while working at a gas station, which got him discovered. Um, by and... Netflix, <laughs> so they could be in his new special, Green Eggs and Ham Season One. Oh, this is a series <gasps> that makes it like ten times worse. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> the yeah. Well, the, the ten-page book, like the twenty-six-page book, is now a a multi-season series. Yes, I can read to you like the entirety of Green Eggs and Ham. In less time than this trailer takes to complete. That's amazing. So, what do you think the over under is on getting a like Harold in the Purple Crayon movie uh, or series? Because that was my favorite book back in the day. It will only happen if they make Freckle Juice first. Uh, well, there's already a series. For what? Harold in the Purple Crayon. There's holy an- shit! Shut your fucking mouth. There's an entire fucking season. Uh, it looks, a singular season. <laughs> yeah, it looks real nice. It looks very cute and enjoyable. Oh, I'm gonna watch. That. Unlike Green Eggs and Ham, so let's let's talk about some things that you might expect from a Dr. Seuss animated series. First uh, off, uh, how about like color and abstract art design? Yeah, that's that's do, something I'd do, like in there. Do, do we see that in this trailer? I'm not I'm not sure. Like the the most twisty thing we see in this trailer is a roller coaster loop, which is just for some reason in the middle of a field that they drive their car through. <laughs> it's uh it's all like it's borderline CGI and like the when I say CGI I mean like the lazy CGI. It's very digital uh, yeah, in its so presentation. The characters appear to be uh, at least more meticulously animated, but the backgrounds and the set pieces, my God, they are just like that fucking Spider-Man, the animated series, new animated series, circa 2003 MTV level CGI. Yeah. 
and and the very like plain uh you know mass produced in korea animation for the for the rest of the characters well i think i i personally felt that the detail on like the fur was very good yeah and it moved with the characters yeah and i guess the characters were expressive but i don't know it just it didn't seem to me i don't know it just it, it was very i don't know you can't do this shit there was I can't but put my one finger, good... I can't put my whiz-wazzler on it. <laughs> there was but one good line in this entire trailer, and it came at the very, very end, and it's not very Susian. Uh, not at all. It's a fucking the... vegan joke. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam I Am uh, is played by Adam Devine, and the other guy is played by Michael Douglas. Um, and he's talking about green eggs and ham, and the girl is like I'm a vegan. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. How long have you known?" <laughs> Which I will give credit where it is due is a funny line, but <laughs> everything else in the trailer makes me kind of go, eh, "I don't know." I do want to find out more about these green eggs and ham. <laughs> what makes them green? The so you uh, know what? Food I am excited for this. I don't care if it looks like garbage. I don't care if the writing is trash. But if I can get a a like a, a source for this green eggs and ham, deepest lore, go to Universal Studios in Orlando, and in Seussville, if Seussville is even still around, I don't know. They keep shuffling it around, uh, but hopefully Seussville is still there because they spent a lot of money making it. And it's really awesome. Um, there is a uh, food vendor that sells green eggs and ham, is and it organic? I. I will tell you what it yes. is. It is eggs, ham, and green food coloring. No, no, no. That's not organic. Well, I mean, the I eggs only are cage-free from fresh, Jake. You don't speak to those chickens. You are not I Bernie want... Sanders. You have not gone on a listening tour. You're not I drawing want... attention to the crumbling infrastructure. I want farm fresh free range eggs i don't want these eggs to have been caged up i don't want this these pigs to have been caged up i want them to be uh fed a diet of something green my ham steaks should only come from little boars i want the green to be free range <laughs> little boars little Tiny boars bucks. that's right i brought that back y'all motherfuckers don't even remember that bit <laughs> I don't I'm, either. <laughs> I threw that bit out before I entered the room. <laughs> threw that shit before I walked in the room. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but it looks like it's worth going through like the story, but in multiple seasons, which means they stretch it out with with pointless bullshit filler. Yeah. It's it's filler. it's again the, the book is twenty six pages and contains roughly five hundred words. Um, you can't stretch that into a multi season thing without adding in a bunch of shit that wasn't in the book. Uh yeah. Um oh yeah, and a mouse almost swears in it. Like eat it with a mouse, and the mouse is like, "Listen here, you son of a." And I'm like, "No, that's <laughs> it's almost worse." Although uh, Doctor Seuss did do a fair few adult. Uh, cartoons, I believe. Yes, he was a political cartoonist, and he did some uh, saucy uh, cartoons. Like he would just—he worked at a gas station. As this is my vague recollection of the story, he worked at a gas station, and back in those days, you like paid in cash, and there were envelopes involved, and he would doodle 
on the back of these envelopes. And then eventually someone uh, saw the doodle and he was like, uh, dude, you got some talent. And they uh, that led to him trying to. Uh, uh, sorry, big. I stopped them dead in their tracks because I found an article from The Atlantic on Dr. Seuss's Book of Nudes. It's like, um, yes, I knew he'd do some shit like this. The art style uh, does not jive very well with the female form. <laughs> uh, oh my Although God. all the feminists will be happy because he, he had some curvy woman in there. Which, uh, when they say curvy, they mean fat. There's a difference. Um, he knew, he knew the thicker, thicker girls. Um, nice. so he wants some juice, wants some meat in the caboose. Yeah. What the fuck? She's putting her head in like a donkey. <laughs> what? I Wait. don't. I don't know which one you're looking at there. Why is a girl on a, a like a, a skateboard thing? under like a donkey and the donkey's like running because that's how she gets off jake don't judge her don't kink shame her or something don't kink shame her it, i mean it some people like get on their high horse and some people get off their high horse some people get their high horse off it's just all different strokes jake different strokes i am different sort of gates enthused. for different mates come on jake peeping jack is the name of the boat um, so back to green eggs and ham and it's, uh, it's length and complexity. Uh, green eggs and ham is a book that contains 50 unique words. <laughs> I will now list them for you. Ah, am, and, anywhere, are, be, boat, box, car, could, dark, do, eat, eggs, fox, goat, good, green, ham, here, house, I, if, in, let, like, may, me, mouse, not, on, or, rain, Sam, say, see, so, think, that, the, them, there, they, train, try, tree, try, will, with, would, you. Nice. That is everything in the book. <laughs> try stretching that into a fucking multi-season <laughs> series. That's why they, uh, why they made it into a children's book. Made it so popular. Nice. I like it. I like simple. Yes, it's it's written at Jake's reading level. So many so many books have like more than twenty pages and I'm like, ah, too much. So the the thumbnail for this Atlantic article here um makes it yes. look like the girl in the center has a gigantic bush. Maybe she does. Maybe she does. Well it's, And it's that's okay, bit. girls. You don't need to shave mm. but if you don't you ain't gonna get the dick <laughs> you don't just need like, to but you probably should just like Geralt is gonna give the dick to uh, I think all the girls in this movie sexy Geralt ass called it's... the witcher not we since the man trailer <laughs> not since Batman and Robin has the first shot of a man's ass been so prominently be uh, featured. Is Joel Schumacher directing this? I don't know. Um, I it's... I don't know who the director is. Uh, but The Witcher, we got finally got the full trailer, which gives us a little bit more insight into the story. The first one was just kind of like a teaser to show us what he looked like, 
and what a couple of the other characters look like. But now we see more of the powers, some of the monsters. Uh, yeah, some it looks fighting style. Good for a Netflix thing. Yeah, there's one thing I'm concerned with. Uh, there are a couple is... things I'm concerned with. The first one is Henry Cavale. <laughs> I, I'm not super concerned. I think he'll do fine as uh, as Geralt. Because um, he was the best Superman. Mm, no. He was the best Superman ever. And Christopher Reeve's ghost would that. like to have a word with you. Uh, well, he would have to crawl to me because he's a crippled fuck. Not as so, a ghost, Jake. He doesn't need legs as a ghost. Yeah. He floats. How do you know? You know the mechanics of because a ghost? Because I was visited by his ghost. <laughs> I was visited by the ghosts of Superman's past. <laughs> well, he's still going to float up to me and head cocked to the side like fucking... Uh, I rode a horse and fell off. Oops. Oops, all broken vertebrae. Oops, all broken vertebrae. <laughs> Ah. Rest in peace. Um, unlike Henry Cavill, who's alive, therefore better. <laughs> Anyways, oh, so uh, the the one thing I was concerned with uh, is the monster CGI. Yeah, that's real bad. Sort of, oh, we I saw. Didn't... I think we saw one brief snippet, and it was very brief. And I think they did it for a reason. Because I have a sneaking suspicion that maybe the animation isn't done for it. I I hope it's not pull done. Pull a Sonic. Because if that's if that's what they showed in the trailer, that's probably like their best one. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is the main trailer too. I mean, like he's supposed to be fighting monsters. So yes, that's uh, a Witcher's job is they kill monsters. Is this is this a movie or is this gonna be a series? I believe it's a series. Okay, so safe to assume there's gonna be more than one monster. Yes. Even in a movie it'd be safe to assume there'll be more yeah. than one monster. It's gotta be one in the beginning and one at the end. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as Redline. You got one race at the beginning, one at the end. Uh but now we have oh. Henry Henry Cavill. Bring in the Henry Cavill. The man from Uncle himself. The man. All right, let me try to pause it right on. There we go. Oh, you found it. Send us a screenshot, Jake. Get me that grab, motherfucker. Make sure to minimize that hentai you have in the other window. Yeah, I don't want to see that shit. I know the shit you're into, and it's disgusting. (laughs) Jake literally wants one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. (laughs) Tent porn is beautiful. (laughs) What? I don't even want to know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty dreadful. So that's the one they decided to show to us. And, and, it's... and it's in a darkly lit area, which makes CG easier. You don't have to hide the detail as much. Like, or you can hide lit... the detail better. It honestly reminds me of something from like a sci-fi original movie. Mansquito had better... <laughs> Well, Sharknado had better sharks. What you see is uh, they're trying to be true to the original Witcher, both the book and the game, by having graphics that look like they came out on a previous generation of consoles. Uh, oof. Well, The Witcher 1 was a PC exclusive, and its graphics still hold up today. The more you know. I, yeah, I, 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 I really don't give a shit about The Witcher. 
at all. <laughs> you might have noticed by my lack of uh, insightful commentary into this trailer. How do you not know everything about The Witcher? Come on. Come on, man. I'm, I'm still trying to work my way through the games. I started The um, Witcher 1, and the controls are just so dated uh, that I couldn't. So I'm going to start Witcher 2 eventually and then play Witcher, th- Witcher 3. Uh, so yeah, uh, The Witcher, it comes out, I don't know, um, but it's at a time, and you're gonna watch it, or I'm gonna watch it, I don't care. Let's Speaking see, of things that, shit. uh, don't oh, care December about. December 20th. Oh, December 20th. December 20th is when this comes out, so. So it'll be cold and, and icy, uh, which is a dangerous condition for your hot air balloon, as we see in trailer two, I guess, for the Aeronauts. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, this is a movie about what's his name? Um, Henry Coxwell, who uh, took a lot of <laughs> <laughs> took a lot of major uh, data about like weather and meteorology, and he goes up into a he went up into a hot air balloon higher than anyone's ever gone before. It was a big historic event, but. Uh, since this is 2019, uh, he can't do it by himself. There has to be a brave, uh, dashing young female character uh, who does all the heroic stuff. Of course. Does she go up uh, in the balloon, too? Yes. She, she, she's the balloon pilot. He's just along for the ride. And then he's okay. passing out due to oxygen deprivation. And she's climbing up to, to break the... Uh, so the gas release valve... Uh, freezes at their altitude and they don't immediately begin to plummet because science and <laughs> uh, and the last scene of the trailers her climbing up the side of the balloon trying to to fix it and then she passes out and starts sliding up and the, then the side of the balloon yes who does that I've never ever seen like I to be fair I don't watch a lot of hot air balloon stuff but I've seen a few. And it's my understanding that that's usually not something that you can do if you don't have, I don't know, a wire or metal frame as you would in a Zeppelin. They have a uh, a netting around the balloon in the movie. Um, I'm glad yeah. the netting gives it structural integrity when you have about 100, 150 pounds on top of a cloth that's supported by the pressure of hot air. Yes, and uh, the hot air is currently not flowing in this situation, but the balloon remains inflated. Um. Yes. <laughs> also, I like the part about the, I don't know, just from a, just from a, uh, this is silly uh, point of view, the the fact that, yes, I are trying to go higher than anyone's ever had. Let's have two people on this balloon. Yeah. Now, if you all know, if you ever watched a Florida man going up in a fucking lawn chair, with hot with helium balloons you don't get another person on there no with the maximum lift you want to go up with a rifle and fucking you're like up and then you shoot the balloons when you want to decelerate yeah and you try not to die (laughs) but they often they often get heinously injured if they they can make a a movie about a balloon uh filled with hot air going really high Exciting! I kudos. No, that's to they've already done that. It's called a Seth Rogen movie. Um. Oh. Well, there was around oh. the world in eighty days. Oh, get got Seth Rogen. We're calling you out. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, they they say it's gravity meets. I forget what they said it was gravity meets, but I kind of laughed at the comparing this to gravity. Um, this movie's set in the 1800s, but the uh, uh, Felicity Jones's character uh, behaves like it's 2019. And uh, basically, you get a good chunk of the movie in the trailer. So, yeah, I like I mean, women nowadays are too much like men. Back then, in the good old days, were subservient, <laughs> as they this should. Is, oh man, this is <sighs> I don't know. This whole fucking podcast. <laughs> This is going to get us canceled. <laughs> Hashtag canceled. <laughs> I missed the good old days. This is Maybe we just get it all out Where here. women didn't go then, in hot air balloons and it was only the men. It does make sense, though, if she's, like, less weight. This was shit. also... I think this was also the time where uh, people thought that if you stuck... You opened the window on a train, you'd be moving too fast for the oxygen and you would pass out. <laughs> They're like, no one's ever gone fifty miles an hour before. You can't breathe in at that at that speed. And everyone Too forgot it. Your eyes, like, your brain will be in the back of your head, and you'll die. Blood will rush to your back. It's fucking. No one remembers Newton. No one's like, oh yeah, inertia and frames of reference. Uh, I mean, it. Do, I guess it turns out, yeah, you can go fast enough where you stop breathing, but that's like. You know, that's when you're pulling two or three G's. You know, maybe four or five. And maybe that's one not day even we'll like... Look. There's other reasons you suffocate at that speed, not just yes. oxygen Maybe one day we'll look back at like our age and be like, those friggin' idiots. They didn't know they could go faster than the speed of light. I'm pretty sure we'll be dead. <laughs> you dumb idiots. One day. We'll I'll, be... I'll look back at it when I'm when I'm... 120 and be like, oh, I was such a dummy. <laughs> it was all in anti-gravity. You won't make it past <laughs> they 60. They thought that pee was stored in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? You're He's telling not? me it isn't? You're t- <laughs> Where does it the go? The best then? science we have at the time is, in fact, <laughs> so I don't want to. I don't want to alarm anyone. The best science we do have at the time is that pee is stored in the balls, and 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 females cannot pee because they do not have balls. It's true. <laughs> That's why they never use the bathroom. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> no, they. In replacement for that, they've they've replaced the bathroom with a social activity. Social activity, like to. taking pictures. The photograph is a. <laughs> strange trailer um it is about a it is a romantic movie i won't say comedy because it starts with a really fucking tragic thing uh this girl's mother passes away uh they didn't spend a lot of time together but uh she took a bunch of photographs and then there's this guy writing a story on it on her mother and they fall in love and go on a date and meet other folks and it's coming out valentine's day and uh it uh the synopsis is a series of interwining interweening whining (laughs) interweening events like I've yeah I've never seen that word written down before it it just it looks bizarre it looks like interwinning uh love stories set in the past and in the present hooray hooray 
Time travel. Time wizard. Time magic. Time. Uh, <laughs> you know what has? They're black, too. Yes, Thanks, Jake. Jake. The, the, I don't see race. <laughs> <laughs> we have. That's a joke. A I see it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's there. It's obvious. <laughs> we're working to create a better society, as exemplified in the uh, 2019 documentary High School the Musical, the series coming November 12th. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, I didn't get time to watch this trailer. I'm just skipping through. But yes, it is for the Disney streaming service. They're having a high school musical season series. Uh, And it's with new actors, of course. What, Um, they're not going to bring back the now 40-year-old actress from the original (laughs) to play high school kids? You could do it like fucking, uh, what's his face? Pen 15. Wet Hot American Summer. Or or Pen 15, yeah. I love Wet Hot American Summer. So good. (laughs) Uh, 19 years later, they make a sequel. <laughs> Let's bring back the same people. Was the Jay and Silent Bob remake? Oh, what the fuck? This just looks wrong. Yeah. Like, I uh, don't care yeah. at all about High School Musical. Um, High School Musical, the musical, the series. That is the <laughs> worst. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. That is the worst is title like in the history of titles. Well, because... This is like about they're like filming a high school making the musical high school musical. They're uh, okay. So let me get that this straight. Like, this is a TV series. It is a musical TV series following a high school performing high school musical. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. No. That. High school in this in this universe, High School Musical is on Disney, and it's it's our universe, like it's okay normal. Uh, and this school is doing a musical based off that movie, High School Musical. Okay. And now they're auditioning and whatever to play like Gabriella and whatever Zac Efron's character was. Uh, now, when are we going to get it. the stage adaptation of this? <laughs> oh, God. High School Musical, the musical, the musical. My head would implode. Just nesting musicals. Oh. What? I don't know what meta shit they're going for here. Who is is one of them going to pick up their fucking totem and it's going to stop spinning? <laughs> it also looks like it's sort of like The Office, where they have like the confessional... Like aspects oh, of the it. mockumentary cutaways. Yeah. Well, they did show it to that one guy. Like they just recorded him talking to like the camera. Okay, Unless yes. Talking this, to somebody. this does appear to be a musical mockumentary following kids putting on a musical. I love it. What the fuck? I, I, I hate it. Just just it. as a concept, so I hate it. It shouldn't <laughs> exist. It's going to give me a headache and heartburn, and I love it. <laughs> a headache and heartburn? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be too confusing. I should put pot in the birthday cake really to help you out with that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake doesn't understand that joke. What about birthday cake? Well, birthday do, cake? You, do you have a headache or a heartache? Oh. Uh, 
I put pot in the birthday cake. All right. Um, speaking of birthday cake, um, Jumanji, the next level. Because <laughs> Danny oh, DeVito is old as shit. Yeah, we had the final Probably trailer for that. Um, couple new scenes. Yeah, maybe. just a couple new scenes. Uh, Apparently, one of the girls is a horse. And then they can oh. they can switch characters, apparently, and it, it just oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's isn't the premise that it's like Jumaji, but they fucked up the game, so it's all glitchy and shit. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't fuck like Jumaji's a board game, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make that a, perfectly clear. I can't get not behind a knock off Nintendo. This fucking Super Nintendo sixteen bit Jumaji thing. Uh, it just it doesn't work for me. Yeah, board games haven't broken back again into the mainstream, even though they're at a they are big niche energy among the geek community. Um, because they're if they had fun. a fucking, I think they should make in the style of Jumanji, fucking a betrayal movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, like like the it's already actually starts happening. Yeah. Dude, exactly. Blumhouse, get on the phone no, with Avalon not. Hill and then put us on freeway call with y'all. <laughs> Let's work this out. <laughs> we'll make it happen. It, it'll or be like it... Cabin in the Woods meets Jumanji. It it can't miss. It literally cannot miss. And we have like a hundred fucking haunts we could do. We ha- think of all the sequels we could churn out. So many fucking sequels. All we direct can cut to the video. One with the dolls, but uh, the rest of them. Yes, are no, fine. plastic perfect. No, not at all. Never. Never again. Uh, that was you, the there, fucking. There is worst. a final enemy. There's a final fucking haunt. Yes. Yes. It's all there. Yes. The pieces are there. Jake, tweet at Blumhouse right now. <laughs> uh. Uh, Tootum. Tootum. Um, I, speaking of, I guess our last, my last segue is, uh, talking about, also about, uh, small, multiple small segments of entertainment stitched together into one bigger picture. And that is the Pixar spark shorts. No, they have not electrified my trousers. This is. A compil is a set of six uh, shorts, uh, several of which I guess are already out, uh, but they're com- they're compiling them into one series here. Uh, and they're you know if you like your animated shorts, you know if you go around you watch the weird French cartoons on YouTube at two in the morning, and you're like this has a million views and it's about a sad like mongoose who goes into space and he like discovers the secrets of the universe or some shit. Um, then you will probably That is a depressing look into this. your life, Peter. <laughs> uh, we got Float, uh, Pearl, P-U-R-L. Pearl. Uh, Kitbull, Kit- Smash and Grab, Wind, and Loop. Interesting. And they all look fine. They're, you know, it's a great, if you just another anthology series. Yeah, which is Pixar fine. has quite a few of those, like, shorts, so it makes sense for them to have a, now that they have an outlet to release that, to the masses. Yes. Um, yeah. Like the jackalope, which is short. Jackalump. Jackalump. Great American jackalope. Um, I believe that one's called Bound. Yes, I remember that it's one. It's the Power of Positivity, the Pixar short. 
Right. Um, last trailer I have is for 21 Bridges. It is the exclusive final trailer to the Movie Clips trailer's uh, YouTube channel. And uh, it, uh, I, I'll probably see this out of curiosity because it's the Russo brothers doing a non-Avengers thing with um, Chadwick Boseman and J.K. Simmons is in it. Um, but the one scene in this trailer that uh, made me facepalm a little bit is uh, the one of the white cops calls Chadwick Boseman a trigger. And he's like, you better have perfect diction calling me a trigger. I'm like, is that a line that made it past the writer's room? <laughs> yeah. It just seems clunky. Yeah, it just... Just put the word in your movie, damn it. Don't dance around it. Especially if you're doing, like, one of these... Uh, is it one of these, like, Oscar bait-type deals? I don't think so. It looks like a dumb action movie to me. Oh, okay. Then maybe maybe they made the right choice. But maybe not the entirely right choice. Where you just... You don't... You take it out. You use it. Yeah. You use something else. So you're not, like, distracted by it. No. I don't know. I don't know either. And I don't I, really uh, care. I'm, I'm not too excited to, to find out, but I will probably end up seeing this movie just out of curiosity. All right. Any, do you have anything to contribute, Jake? No. Good boy. All right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Um, so it's the follow-up time. We're going to be making a few changes to the follow-up, hopefully to minimize the amount of dead air. Um, we're only going to cover the top 10 movies and, uh, we're going to do them in a little bit shorter order. Uh, the only thing we will dwell on necessarily will be, uh, like new releases and we'll take a look at some of their, uh, uh, critical reception. Did you see that Box Office Mojo is now powered by IMDb Pro? Yes, it is. Very prominent advertising. The redesigned Box Office Mojo. Crazy. I don't. We, we saw this last week. Did not like it. Um, I'm getting used to it myself. Not a fan of change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Melissa, Melissa, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil from Walt Disney Studios, remains in the top spot, bringing an additional 19.3 million. Down 47% last week. It has made a total of $301 million worldwide, which uh, should likely keep it afloat <laughs> financially. Uh, Joker is now the number one gross, highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Uh, or I don't know, maybe not highest grossing, but most profitable because it only costs $55 million to make. And with an additional $19.2 million from last weekend, it has made $874 million worldwide. Still going strong. That's wow. actually really important. And it's fourth That's week, yeah. Insane. Um, The Addams Family. Fucking Rosa Spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from fourth to third. Hall- I guess it is a hollow- Halloween weekend, you know? Halloween weekend, yeah. Down. I guess a little bit. Sure. I don't like it, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it made twelve million dollars, down twenty four point six percent. It is in four thousand theaters, mind you. So it's like per theater average is only twenty nine hundred dollars. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Worldwide, it's made eighty eight million dollars. 
Um, it, it doesn't sound like it's probably profitable, but only just marginal. Yeah, the CG productions are always it's kind of the curse of CG productions that they're always sort of like they're expensive on the border. Those animators yeah. don't work for free. They work for <laughs> like peanuts, but they don't work for free. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap falls a spot. I saw this movie, so I'll talk a little more in depth about this. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap is a fine follow-up to the original Zombieland. It is not as good as the first one, but it 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 uh, it's it's been long enough where the formula doesn't feel tired. It still feels kind of fresh, and uh, they added some new wrinkles into it and some new characters that really didn't add much to it, and Rosario Dawson's in it, and then I saw him like, ugh, Night Nurse, uh, <laughs> just out of out of instinct. Um, yeah. She wasn't terrible in it, but she did <laughs> She did show up to save the day, and I was like, oh, god damn it. Can I be free of this woman? Night Nurse! <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. It was funny. Woody Harrelson's excellent. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's good in his role. Uh, Emma Stone and the girl who plays Little Rock are uh, there. They're not in the movie much. Um, they spend a lot of it on the run, and uh, mm-hmm. they don't. I don't feel like they they added too much. But the uh, new characters they added, uh, the ones that stuck around for a significant portion of the movie, were pretty good. Um, I thought the character of Madison, which is the airhead blonde, was funny. Um, she was an effective character. And uh, overall, it was a good movie. I'd definitely say uh, give it a watch, especially if you like the first one. You won't be disappointed in this one. And uh, with all that said, it made $11.817 million, down 55% from last week. So far, it has made $68 million worldwide. So what I'm getting from this is that they will make a third movie in the series they did leave it open for a third movie yes Uh, and it will reference the first movie you know as you it's the the formula where you do the first movie the second movie moves away and the third movie moves back and it all feels a little little too played out and everyone kind of comes to the general consensus that yeah yeah the third one was good let's not do any more yeah we're we're fine here probably yeah i could see see a third one are they gonna what was the time gap between the uh, first and second? I believe it was the real life time gap of ten years. Oh shit! Okay, wow. Because I mean, it's kind of hard to cover up. Like, Little Lock was a a little girl in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now she's True. she's all grown up. You can't really <laughs> girl. you can't really dance around that. Um, well, let's hope they don't wait another ten years. But yeah, we uh, Diane and I saw this in the drive-in, and it was fun. It was the last weekend at the Malta drive-in, so that was neat. Hooray! Um, uh, what was the budget on Zombieland? Um, I can't find budgets on this fucking new oh, okay. redesigned website. Yeah, I don't. They don't have it on here. Sony. Um, I suppose I can just Google Zombieland Double Tap. I'm budget. guessing something like maybe like sixty. Um, no, nah, it could have been made for 35. Let's take a look here. Zombieland double tap budget. Higher names. Uh, mid budget, $48 million Zombieland double tap. So it's made its money okay. back. Okay, yeah, definitely. Good. I was close, good, 35. Good. I was in the ballpark. Um, 
We have Countdown from STX Entertainment retaining its fifth spot. I have no idea. Oh, oh, that's the one with the app that tells you when oh, you die. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. That opened uh, this week. Uh, that's with Tom Segura. With eight. I want to say it just because of him. Eight six million dollars. Um, and uh, so far, it's added another five-ish million to that total. Thirteen point five million worldwide. It still looks like an awful movie, though. Oh, I'm sure it's terrible. Um, but uh, it's a horror movie, so I'm sure it's made its money. Um, Black and Blue, which is a movie uh, about a rookie New Orleans police officer uh, made. Well, if they're black and a cop. Wow. Yeah. From Screen Gems. This feels like a very real movie that actually exists. That doesn't, you know, it's it's just how real and and actually not a money laundering. Scheme we're keeping it, is. it real. Um, Screen Gems. That is just probably the worst fucking. That's. It just seems like that just seems like a fraudulent company. Yes. Just from the name. Um. So Countdown. Uh, getting back to Countdown has a. Current 25% fresh rating in Rotten Tomatoes, which you should not go by because it's more biased to mediocre movies that please a lot of crowds. Um, IMDb score of 5.4 out of 10, which is really low for IMDb. Yeah, and a t- IMDb is usually the, the, the safer one. And a 26% uh, approval rate on Fandango.com. Uh, and <laughs> Black and Blue... <laughs> If we take a peek at Black and Blue here, uh, has a 5.5 on IMDb, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 48% on Fandango. Um, it uh, let's so let's check out the critics' consensus. I just when I see this, all I think of is the fucking quote from um, Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine, where he's talking to the the Association of. Uh, was I think it was black gay cops? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like six like, people. <laughs> yeah, you know what the worst part about being a black gay cop is? The discrimination. <laughs> and the fucking room. He just slays the room with it. Um, Tyrese Gibson is in this movie, so keep getting them checks, Tyrese. And so is Mike Coulter, who is now on TV. Oh. Uh, as is the person who played Misty in Luke Cage. They all got shows on CBS. I said Misty on Pokemon. Um, 48% uh, <laughs> critics consensus is Black and Blue is elevated by Naomi Harris's central performance, uh, which means she's probably just average, but you can't criticize a black woman. <laughs> you can't. No, Even if possible. the end result suffers from a simplistic treatment of topical themes. It does have a 94% audience score uh, off of 3,000 ratings, which is just shocking to me that 3,000 people saw this movie. <laughs> yeah. So but it's in sixth. I mean, yeah. So far, it's made eleven million dollars. Uh, Gem and I Man continues its slide. It's made four million dollars this week, down fifty-one percent. And out of six hundred thirty-eight theaters, uh, so far it has made one hundred fifty-three million dollars worldwide, and it cost, I believe, one hundred sixty-five to make. Wow. So that. Oh, slowly Whoops, getting there. Paramount. Um, Not too bad. It's it's I, looking to be a big loss loss leader. Yeah. yeah. Do we um do we talk about the the technical gimmick with it? Oh, 138 million. The, the de aging. 
No, 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 no. no, this, no. This, the 60 frames per second. We, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, yeah. missed that. Like, when... when no, up until the movie came out, I did not know that they were pushing that as, like, the gimmick. Oh, I, I knew about it afterwards, but I think we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about we the last show ago. I did. Yeah. Because yeah. you were talking about another movie that you saw in in high frame rate. Yeah, it was The Hobbit. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, The Hobbit. The two yeah, Hobbit yeah, yeah. movies um, they did at 48. Um, yeah. I remember talking about, I, I didn't watch it. I watched the um, Folding Ideas where he talked about it. And, you know, he has, that guy has a lot of good knowledge into uh, cinematography and all that jazz. And he talked about, you know, how they had to wash out all the colors with a lot of light so they could get the proper exposure for all the frames. So everything's, like, way brighter. They did, like, day for night. And they did a lot of stuff to they do day for get night the quality. quite a bit. Um, it's not, like, terrible. Like, you can do it well. It's just a lot of times people who uh, have to do it don't know how to do it well. Right. <laughs> um, the Lighthouse, which I want to see before it gets out of theaters here. Yes, that was the other Honestly, one we yeah, think about yeah. uh, It's It's in theaters, though, which is great. Yeah. It basically just actually released this week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Plus 608%. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so um, there is a showing uh, at the AMC near me, so maybe I'll check it out uh, sometime. I have to watch Terminator. Nothing but great. I have things. to watch Terminator Dark Fate this weekend. Um, the Lighthouse from a twenty-four bait, and it's wider. Wider. It's still very limited in its release. Five hundred eighty-six yeah. theaters made three million dollars. So a per theater take of. $5,170, which is better than the per theater take of the number one movie in America right now. So, uh, mm. uh, so far it's made $4.9 million worldwide uh, and it is is gotten large amount of praise from like everyone. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.4 on IMDb, 83% on Metacritic. Uh, is this Oscar worthy stuff for Will- Willem Dafoe and only for Willem Dafoe? I don't know. We'll have to see and find yeah. out. The guy. Um, I'm sure guy. it'll win some awards for cinematography because they they did. I yes. think they tried and ma- tried to actually do this on the old yeah. film. Yeah, old film cameras. stock and shit like that. Uh, they yeah they tried to make this as close as they could with the technologies available available during the period that it's set. Um, yeah. the it's the current war, guys. Uh, current the war. director's cut of the war current war, war opened in ninth. Yeah, we were confused at why this was out. We thought it was already out and it was yeah. done. Um, and we looked up the whole history of it, and it was like really convoluted. They had a whole series of re- releases and re-releases because this was originally under Weinstein Pictures. Mm. And so it was and about to release when did some you bad know, things. Yeah, the whole fucking scandal broke. I remember talking yeah. about so, the trailer. Is he really this. guilty? I mean, yes, but <laughs> yes, unequivocally. I think it's hearsay at this point. I, hmm. Yeah, I heard them say that he was guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the court say. I heard his people put out a statement apologizing <laughs> and acknowledging wrongdoing. Thirty-one um, percent. Can we really believe them though? 
31% on Rotten Tomatoes with the current award, 49 on Metacritic, and 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. So uh, not a great movie, Weinstein or no. Um, and it's money reflects that. It's only made It only made $2.6 million in its opening weekend, and like it's made $8 million worldwide so far. So like not a yeah. huge take. Um, and lastly... I feel like this wasn't advertised that well either, I don't think. Right? Um, no, not really. Um, I don't think so. Abominable rounds up the top 10, bringing another $2 million in its fifth week. Or, yeah, its fifth week. Um, it made $145 million worldwide. And just to check in on JoJo Rabbit from Fox Searchlight Pictures, uh, it's rolled out to 50, a whopping 55 theaters last weekend. No wonder I can't find any showtimes for it. This is going to be Death of Stalin all over again. A movie I really want to see, but I can't find a fucking theater showing it. Um, it made, uh, let's see, a million dollars in 55 theaters. So it had the the best per theater take of $18,000 per theater. Um... Oh, edging out the sure. parasite, which did fourteen thousand dollars per theater. Yes, that's, from Neon Films. That actually upticked a little bit. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's just look at some critical reception for Jojo Rabbit. Seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point six out of ten on IMDb, and seventy nine percent on Fandango. So pretty well received is the old Jojo Rabbito. Um. Does that round out the top that 10? That does here? round out the top 10. We even dipped then into we'll talk about 14. Some of, the, some of the little bits and bobs here. Yeah, bits and bobs me. Stuff like BTS World Tour, Love Yourself, Speak Yourself, The Final Soul Live Viewing. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> now that's my kind of movie. Oh, you know, BTS World Tour, Love Yourself, Speak Yourself, The Final Soul Live Viewing. Oh, 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 The Final Soul Live Viewing. Oh, okay, I see now. I didn't hear that part the first time. I'm sorry. What the fuck is this movie, Peter? Number 13. Um, it's the, well, it's a it's a live show from Burn the Stage, which is, or BTS, which is a K-pop, a big K-pop group. Oh. oh is that what BTS stands for? Yeah. Okay. So... They burn um, it down. It's, it's a big fucking burn it down. Yeah, they're uh, hardcore rock. That, that was Seth Rollins. Also K-pop. The Rollins. Um, Seth Rollo. Seth Rollins. The candy. Uh, yeah. So they're yeah they're a stupid popular K-pop band. So they had this was the final show on their Soul tour or whatever. Um, so. You know, it's gonna pull a lot of fucking money. That's why it got a million in, in one showing here, because they just packed those theaters. Um, so that's that's the thing. Fathom Events, good job. You really fucking pulled that one in. I always like Fathom Events. They, they have, they they got some good clout there. They can really. I wish they uh, were shit. included in my AMC Stubbs A list membership. I would like to go to them more often, but I don't want to pay yeah, the exorbitant fees. I wonder if they fees. have their own membership. Maybe. That might be interesting. But uh, um, <laughs> two movie yeah. subscriptions might be a little strain on the old budgeto. Budgeto. Uh, we got Houseful 4, 
which is, I believe, an Indian film. Uh, let me read off the fucking summary here Please for you. do. Uh, a set of three brothers are due to marry a set of three sisters until mm. one of the brothers starts to realize that they are all reincarnations from 600 years earlier <laughs> and the wrong couples are about to get married. Of course. Uh, the wrong couples. <laughs> Genre, action comedy fantasy. Oh, dear. That started off... Widest release... 315 theaters that started off as boring and then it became really fucking interesting <laughs> that's that's i think that's indian cinema in a nutshell but but you'll go to watch it and it won't be any good <laughs> <laughs> we still need to see robots. so like oh yeah i'm going to be uh at the, at the risk of potentially sounding like jake here um yeah Bollywood films, in my experience, are a lot like, uh, at least my experience with uh, Dolomite is my name here, where it just doesn't connect with me. I am not the intended audience. <laughs> yeah. Seems uh, like something you that is... I also think that these movies would also probably be better in the theater. I'm sure the movie does not encompass the full experience of going to see the movie. I guess if that makes any sense. Perhaps, but uh, I don't know. I, I think they're yeah, just... they're uh, they understand their audience, and their audience likes them. And uh, limited crossover appeal. Yeah, Kurt's just like me. He he, he just doesn't like them because they're brown. That's not what I said. It's, it's basically it's fine. <laughs> Live your truth. What the fuck is this picture, Peter? I don't know. What is this mustachioed bald man getting kissed by three ah. three women and then a fourth woman trying to kiss him way off in the corner? House full four. Are those the four women that house. that he's filling their house with his? The four the four women that are the three sisters. Right. Um, this I'm look I just keep finding pictures of this and they're all fucking great. All these promotional images. Um. <laughs> that one so this one's like the three modern women with their with their uh ancestors ancestral counterparts why is one holding a knife to the throat of <laughs> i don't know i want it we'll watch the movie to find out all right this is just bizarre let's let's talk about some gaming news here one is one is uh, speak wait. no evil one is uh kill kill yourself in the future kill yourself and one's here no evil <laughs> um no, there's one more thing I want to I want to pop well, up here, look and at that's the tatas uh, on those girls. Mm. Thanks, Jake. Uh, Jesus is King by Kane. Oh, Kane West, dude. Oh, that did album. Did you see his yeah. merch? I did. I saw that donkey video. <laughs> dude, okay. Were you, did all right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you <laughs> did you see the merch website before you saw the video? No, because I saw. I thought that video was a fucking joke. Yeah, I I, his I heard in the comments merch. it was real. Let's for oh, you read the for comments? Kurt. Fucking yeah, for Kurt, uh, let's pull up Kanye West Jesus is King merch. Oh my god, dude! Kurt, you have to buy everything. I don't think I do. You literally, how can you not? I don't understand. Because I don't believe so, in God and I don't believe in Kanye West. No, 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 no! You have to believe in his merch. <laughs> not about uh, the yes. god or anything it has nothing to do with that um, <laughs> okay so here. a little background on this uh kanye weist uh is a famous uh, i rapper. jesus king 
Uh, he is also... That's not even um, the worst of it. Uh, he is yes. also... Uh, no, it's Jesus is king, but the is... Yes. <laughs> is is king. I never saw that. Jesus is king. That's amazing. That's next level shit right there, my dudes. Okay, so this fucking guy uh, is like, y'all need to praise Jesus. And he... he, he he must have gone through some mental breakdown that made him like. Must have. Have you just, paid attention to Kanye West for the past? I mean, he 10 he years? has mental issues. Like he has mental issues, but he's been medicated for a time, and I think this is his unmedicated state, mm-hmm. and he's turned to. Like even the album is like not good. Of course, it's Kanye West. He hasn't put out a good album since two thousand seven. Uh, the the Kanye West uh, stands would like to disagree with you for a second uh, and say no, Kanye's the best. Um, but they, gonna, that's, as that's we they talk, like. I will slowly huh. infiltrate the feed with with actual product. That's uh, fine. Pages, I, such more. as the socks that come with a digital download Wait, for twenty dollars. Oh yeah, that's that's the entire thing about this. Uh, all all like digital the download merch of what comes with a digital download oh, of the oh, album. Okay. So he released this album, uh, Jesus is King, and he's been talking about it for the longest time. It's supposed to come out like months ago. Um, but he just wanted to make sure it was perfect. And when he finally came out with it, it was not perfect. These, like, all right, this last actually, t-shirt design, I don't believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even though it. if you click the link, it'll take you right there. Here's uh, no, When I click the link, here's what happens. <laughs> Discord's like, hold up. Don't do it, man. Don't <laughs> Uh, you don't want love, the CPFM for JIK t-shirt too, plus digital download, easy garment, 100% cotton. All right, what the fuck is this website? Weeks? This looks like you, it's from 2002. Yes, it's his actual fucking Sunday site. service I love hat. The, oh, oh my God, why? Oh, why? I love this last one. <laughs> Just it's the scrawls of... See, what we say when people there's this sort of dichotomy among a lot of people where they're like is he an artist or is he insane and i'm like he can be both that's what outsider art is is he an outsider i don't think so most artists are insane so that shirt that uh the fucking terrible shirt that you just saw the purple um, one one? was like (laughs) the purple one with the the sky in the circle and the white circle right that aren't circles or ovals That's sold out, mind you. Yeah, these, I hope they only made five. I'm pretty sure it's everything is sold. A lot of them must be. Sold yeah, out. but but hopefully because they only made like five of them. I really <laughs> want to believe that there aren't oh, many of them floating yes. out there. One second. Uh, there's this one last one I'll put up here. Um, yeah, and I mean fucking. Good job with the marketing, anyhow. Like, just everything he does is... He just... Whether intentional or not, he has created this stage in which the value... Yeah, that's what he goes by. If ye can, we can... Oh my god, that is so much worse. This is the worst one. That fucking awful yellow with the blue oval and the wider, like... Black oval, Black oval it, made in MS. It paint. looks like the fucking someone like, uh, 
it looks like someone chip shotted a blue golf ball and it's going into the <laughs> hole on this yellow shirt that has if ye can on one arm and a comma and on the other arm we can it is the worst shirt i have ever fucking seen <laughs> it is but what about out. that blue circle and the brown circle i just addressed that oh yeah <laughs> It's the golf shot of the century. Oh wait, look at look at scroll down and look at the back. Wait, there's a back. There's a backside to this hoodie. Okay, yeah. that's on that's God. On Jesus God. is king. What the fuck is that? Like his life motto? He ever he fucks it's up on something? So that's on hard. God, man. <laughs> um, like, but yeah, fucking this all is so fucking crazy. It, like I said, either intentionally or non-intentionally, he's created this state whereupon every like the amount of hype and like media buzz he can get per syllable he says is fucking at its highest value out of like anyone I know. He could be like, he could just, he could show up to a fucking press conference and like fucking read off like the letters on his keyboard and he would just get gajillions of, of retweets, views, hits on everything. It'll be like, is that the next album? Is that the next? Is, has he has he totally gone fucking bonkers? I would like, like to point out some interesting things I'm seeing on this product page here. Uh, first of all is the ships in five to six weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge lead time. I don't know. I don't understand. Do they have stock or are they making like... If it ships in five to six weeks, I have to think they don't have any stock on hand. And um, if that's the case, I guess that explains why it's sold out. But like, fuck. I don't I want to know if anyone has actually bought these. So if you are a listener, if you are a part of the small subsection of people that listen to this podcast and love Kanye West enough to buy his awful merchandise for Jesus is King, please tweet at us uh like an order confirmation or some verification that you have in fact bought this i would like to have a discussion with you i must learn yeah this is fascinating all right gaming speaking of fascinating things (laughs) death stranding is here and people don't get it surprise surprise who would have thought? Um, it has mixed critical reception. There are the people who are uh, sheep and think that anything Kojima touches is just pure G. He's like the Kanye West of the video game world. He'll put out shit, but since he put it out, everyone defends it as art and genius. Um, so natural segue there. Good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it has some long-ass cutscenes. Uh, they're nothing new to Kojima Games. Metal Gear <laughs> Solid 4 had a 27-minute cutscene <laughs> and 71 minutes of four. Yeah, the end of the game was pretty much just a 71-minute movie. Wait, really? Yeah. Jesus. You've never played MGS4? Oh, no. Good. Don't do it. Um <laughs> However, it seems Death Stranding is looking to smash that record with some critics claiming the ending sequence in Kojima's latest title is over two hours long. That's awesome. Today, is there a way that you can like pause before you get that started where you'd be like, you're about to watch this fucking saga 
Do you want to, like, take a bathroom break first? I doubt it very much. And I doubt the cutscene will be skippable, and I doubt it will be possible. Because it's Kojima, baby, and you're going to play the game as he intended. It's Kojima, baby. Fuck. That's crazy. Um, that's... <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, dude. to put that in perspective, the yeah, movie yeah. we watched today, like the legitimate movie we watched, was two oh one hour and fifty seven minutes long. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh no! Like that sounds great. As a, if I was into Kojima stuff and I played more of his games, I would probably be like, "Yes, this sounds fucking like an experience." I'm gonna sit down. And we're gonna do it. But. But Damn, at the end of the game, just... too, like you've already sunk presumably 45 to 50 hours of this of your life into this game, a good 40% of which will likely be cutscene. And then you have to watch <laughs> another two hour cutscene. Yeah, What's better I... than the game? Movie. Well, that's the thing. Hideo <laughs> Kojima wanted to make movies. Like video games, he just kind of fell ass backwards into. Like he didn't want anything yeah. to do with it. Uh, so. Like, after Metal Gear Solid was successful and we got to Metal Gear Solid 2, he's like, okay, I figured it out. I'm just going to make my movies, but then have some interactive scenes where I can call it a game. And it started the long descent down into Metal Gear Solid 4, where we had a 71-minute cutscene. Um... Good job, but I guess is it is it being positively reviewed? Um, it's very mixed reviews. Some people are like, "This is just fucking awful." Some people are like, "Oh, it's this triumph of artistic vision." Uh, most of the positive reviews don't mention anything about the gameplay. I will, okay. I will oh, really? say that. Wow. I haven't read a ton yeah. of reviews. I've read like five or six. Um, four negative, two positive, and both positive reviews did not include any mention about the gameplay or very brief mentions of the gameplay. Okay. It sounds like, and it sounds very much like it's the kind of game for a certain type of person, which I guess we all figured beforehand. Uh, this was, you know, which is good. I think if just let it be a niche thing and let the audience who, who is anticipating it just be like, yeah, this game's right for me. Yeah, if you're excited about Death Stranding, I don't think anything anyone can say will dissuade you from playing the game. Well, in in 2020, we can we can stream it if you want. We can get it for the PC. Yeah, uh, but because I think it's a PS4. I have to. That right? would mean I have to play Death Stranding. Yeah, why not? You don't want to do a <laughs> two-hour stream where we just record. The I video? don't want to do it. Too. So, I don't want to have like 90% of our last stream be. A fucking cutscene. I have to. T- we take a a break like an hour and thirty minutes into the stream most times. So what are we going to do? Take a break in the middle of the fucking cutscene? Yeah, gotta power through it. Um, Borderlands Three has revealed. Speaking of uh, games, we're about to finish. Uh, Borderlands Three will finish tonight probably. Um, reveals new. Actually, we'll we'll just power through. I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> we're gonna finish this fucking okay. game. Damn it. <laughs> I think we will probably do it comfortably in our three-hour window. But if we have to go four or five, we will. Or we'll do it in 30 minutes, and we'll look back and we're like, we'll be like, oh, fuck? well, like, hmm. excellent adventures. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, well, I mean, if that is the case, I 
I don't know what you were segueing into. I want to segue quickly into another thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> hijacked. Um, we can do that. I recommend that we play Xeno Crisis tonight because that game's out. I'm just promoing it because I put money into it. It was a Kickstarter that was very successful, and the game is finally released, and it is as good as I wanted it to be. Cool. It is comes out for the, it's for the Mega Drive. It's on Steam. It's on Switch. It's everywhere. Um, the soundtrack. Did you just call it the Mega banger. Drive? Yeah, because that's what they call it. Because they're all English. Right. So whenever I see it, I see like oh, I, when I ever see, it, I see like Xeno Crisis Mega Drive, you know, and all that Dreamcast. So I, yes, it comes out for the Genesis. Thank you. Because we're American. Um, the only country that and matters. It is classic that classic difficulty but not i i so i played a little bit i haven't even beaten i've gotten to level three out of seven okay so is this <laughs> on is easy this mode? a lion king sort of situation here uh i don't think so i think this is it's not like you hit a wall and it's not weirdly punishing it's just that it's tough and it's tough in a good way and i need to develop my my twin stick shooting skills it's. I think it's a very completable game, and it's a very beatable game, if yeah. you just you put the time in to, to work to beat it. You know. Right. Get good. This is one of this is get the good. perfect game to. So get it's good. like a cuphead sort of deal. I uh, think so. Yeah. Gun, it, yeah. It's well, like well that, okay, um, I mean, not in gameplay, but in terms of difficulty. Gun. Uh, what is what's the yeah. what's the name? Gun. Gun. It's bullet. a twin stick arena shooter. Yeah, I, I'm watching oh, the trailer right now. Uh yeah, we yeah. can give it a, a a little looky loo at some point. Um, what's the game that I was playing? The, the, the I just gun I just uh, gungeon. What you're a bullet? I don't know. You're Jake. playing Enter the Gungeon. Oh, Listen to me when I talk to you. Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> Enter the Gungeon. I came up with it by myself. I needed no outside help. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I just I just dropped sixty bucks on uh, Pokemon Sword, so maybe. Maybe when I get paid again, we'll look into getting Xeno Crisis. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, what were you saying, Kurt? Borderlands 3 I, reveals know, new raid boss for takedown at Molo on DLC. Oh, yes. uh, oh, also, did you guys do the fuck? Did any of you guys do the heckle uh, event? No, I, I didn't. I was traveling. I did. It was, it was fairly fun. I don't know what will happen to my weapons that all depend on a seasonal status effect <laughs> i don't know what the fuck that's gonna be about uh maybe it'll turn back into regular status effects Perhaps. um or maybe regular anointed anyways probably just regular anointed would be my guess uh borderlands 3 players currently farming loot in the ongoing bloody harvest event so maybe if we finish early we can do the oh, bloody okay. harvest that's what i was that's yeah the heckle. um well if that's still okay. ongoing then press we can uh do that at some point um but Gearbox is already looking forward to what comes next. The takedown at Maliwan Black Sight DLC is the next upcoming content update following Bloody Harvest. And this past week, Gearbox has been revealing more and more information at takedown at Maliwan's Black Sight. Uh, new details include some of the free expansion's new weapons. Oh, it's free. Uh, new. That's my favorite price. New weapons as well as yeah, what that's a good looks price. to be a new raid boss. During a recent episode of Borderlands Show, Gearbox semi-regular Twitch live streamer, uh, Twitch live stream, 
they showed off the new DLC. The team confirmed that it will feature several new bosses for teams of players to battle, including one big final boss. Let's believe the final boss of the takedown at Meliwan Black Site was even featured. It is a massive four-legged tank named Wanton the Invincible. And as we all know, the indestructible, the ineffable, the invincible are all names given to raid bosses in the Borderlands franchise. So looks like we're going to have another Terramorphous on our hands, boys. Hooray. Hide in that corner. Yeah. Just keep Jake, you, that Jake will work. find the yeah. cheese spot. That is what he does. <laughs> Gotta find the cheese spot. Um, Let's go. Magic the Gathering has, I don't know if you guys talked about Pioneer uh, last week. But there's a new no. format called Pioneer, and oh, it's basically gosh. Frontier, but uh, they banned the, sh- the fetch lands. And uh, basically all the best standard decks of the past few years are the best Pioneer decks. Currently, is it Phoenix is a problem. And um, mm-hmm. they have announced that the first banned and restricted announcement will occur Monday. They're going to... Didn't they say they were going to come out uh, weekly? Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. If this, like, we can't wait enough time to, to keep doing these bands. We're just going to have to do them weekly, which I, it's so fine. So my deck, That's the Unblockables, great. is a solid, uh, like, tier two and a half option, it feels like, in the, uh, in yeah. the meta. I, I think it'll be good for them. I think within the, the next six months here, we're going to hopefully move out of we're in the initial the larval stages of the meta where everyone's just using what they know you know Mm. it's like in standard when everyone just plays mono red for a few weeks and then (laughs) we figure out what the fuck is actually going on some Um, of us never stop playing mono red peter (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so we'll see what happens as people start moving off of the standard decks that they know and love and start mixing the card pools yeah and really Mm -hmm generating some cool shit because like you know you see you'd see that occasionally on the subreddits and forums where they're like man what if this card was in this standard that'd be fucking bonkers yeah and a lot of the they're not just like straight up the standard decks they've been updated with uh other cards i need to maybe look at updates <laughs> my my decks because i haven't updated it in a long time I should probably put fatal push in there at the very least um <laughs> blizzcon the apology tour uh, opened with a hefty <laughs> apology for how they handle it, uh, but uh, don't be fooled. They're still the same company that did that, but they're trying to yeah, distract you handled, uh... by giving you things you want, like Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. And Diablo 4 is not for the PC, or not for the no, mobile. it's a real Diablo game, because fucking, what was it, Diablo Immortal uh, yeah, was received shockingly well. What? You all have phones? Don't you guys have phones? Oh my god. Fuck that you. Was, Literally. That was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the game looks good, so uh, go through some of the highlights. Diablo 4. I never really played Diablo, um, but the people around me who were watching the announcement were all saying it looks good, it looks really clean and crisp. Um so yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just a, it looks like a normal Diablo game. Well, it's with it's a new Diablo and... game, and Diablo three came out in what 2007. Um, so it has been know. a hot minute since there was a, a new proper Diablo game, 
and people are going to be excited for it because people love them some Diablo. It is it was the destiny uh before destiny was. It's the one of the most enduring uh sort of MMO type. Well, it's not really an MMO, but uh so Diablo 3 came out in 2012. Oh. It's a so lot. It's still but still has been a hot Yeah, minute. it's it's been se- that, oh it's shit that's still, still been 7 years. Fuck. 7 years. Um but yeah, a lot more yeah, recent I know. than in, in 2008 or 2012 it's still five plus years that the, that a sequel has come out and they tried to buy their time with a fucking mobile game. Yeah, that... Uh, so cool. Was it Diablo... T- no, Diablo 2 came out in 2000. Yikes. So... Oh, shit. Uh, 12 years. So that's even yeah, worse. Yeah, <laughs> they make you wait. Uh, what about Diablo 1 here? Um, Diablo came out in 1996. So four... Year wait between one and two, twelve year wait between two and three, and seven year wait between three and four. Oh, poor Diablo players. Jeez. Um, but also Overwatch Two has been announced. I don't play Overwatch. I don't really yeah. see so, the mechanical so- differences between uh this game and the successor i don't see anything that really justifies got, a new game i got the skinny for you all right i got the skinny lay it on me bro so sit down uh imagine me just taking the chair swinging it around and sending it in the reverse way to be relatable to you kids <laughs> fellow um, youths so really overwatch 2 what it brings to the table is not a whole lot it uh is basically going to be a, a pve game uh, with some story missions, uh, some co-op. They marketed it as uh, was it replayable co-op uh, story mission games that you can play. So whether or not they're going to be like actually replayable or how fun they're going to be replayable, uh, that's up to the player, I guess, and how good the story is. But uh, I guess you can select your hero and then go out and play the, the story missions. Uh, they're adding a little bit more to the lore because the lore is decent. Um, and I guess how it was in Overwatch 1 is Overwatch, the group, disbanded and kind of separated across the world. Now they are coming back together. They are reforming the group and uh, fighting off this uh, uh, evil robot. Uh, like. So what you're uh, saying is this is Age thing. of Ultron. <laughs> Uh, sort of. Um, I think the robots are like controlled by some group uh, called Talon. I think it is. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's they're they're gonna be facing a lot of robots, and I think you should be facing some of the uh, Talon members. So some of the evil ones. I know Reapers one. Um, uh, fuck, who's the sniper chick? That one is one of them. So there are some evil characters that you're going to be facing against uh, in that. Uh, but what it also brings to the table is a chance for them to kind of redesign some of the heroes and um, give them new abilities. So in Overwatch 2, you're going to be able to almost level up your character. Yeah, no, level up your character and uh, kind of unlock new abilities that you wouldn't have access to in Overwatch 1. Um they're going to introduce uh, a couple new heroes to the game as well, uh, which will be available in Overwatch 1. So if you're concerned about Overwatch 2 killing Overwatch 1, I think they're going to be two separate games. I would look at Overwatch 2 as more of an expansion 
Overwatch yeah, that's one? what it seems yeah, like. It, seems it almost more seems like, like exactly. just like, here, you want PvE? We'll put in PvE and new yeah. textures. Yeah, new game modes. Because they, they basically said, like, all the new maps that they're making are going to be available in Overwatch 1, and all the new heroes are going to be available in Overwatch 1. They might do a thing where, like, okay, it's released in Overwatch 2, and it won't be available for another two months or something like that in Overwatch uh, 1. It might be like there might be Have they announced that... They're gonna, what they're going to charge for this is going to be a full priced game. I'm. I would assume. Uh, I think because I think Overwatch One was. Well, a full I mean, yeah, game, but like, I don't know. I think it's going to be. A full I remember game. when Dragon Age uh, Awakening came out. It was. It was not a sequel, but it was an. Ex- it was bigger than a DLC. It was like an old school PC expansion for Dragon Age Origins. Um, with a whole new campaign and all that shit. Uh, that. I believe was only thirty dollars. Okay, uh, let me do a quick check. I, I they don't even have a release date. Um, they may have a no. general release date, have, but yeah, I know they have Jeff, a release window uh, between October and December, which is the rest of the year, <laughs> or twenty twenty yeah. rather, October and December twenty twenty. So. I think there's also still it's it's kind of weird because I think Overwatch Two also still has like a new game or uh, a PVP mode too. So like you can play aspects of Overwatch One and Overwatch Two. It's it's very interesting how right. It's this it's different, but it's the same. So we have new Pokemon leaks for Sword and Shield. Uh, these look fairly legit. Um, and what we have shown off are the models, the uh, evolutions for Grokey and Swabble. Um, uh, the hold on, let me refresh the page. I'm gonna just give you guys the fucking link to the story here. Yeah. Um. I... So we have evolutions for Grokey and Swabble, both stages, the intermediate and final stage. Uh, what appears to be a Glalurin Meowth. And an evolution for that, which I to call it Persian would be <laughs> a stretch. Uh, it's supposed That's... to be a steel, right? It's, it's. I heard it was steel type. It looks like steel dark to me. Um, it looks like a fucking yeah, gremlin. But Wait. gremlin's not a type. <laughs> Oh, that's a meowth. That's supposed to be the Persian uh, again. To call uh. it a Persian. Uh, just doesn't feel right. It almost maybe it's a. Oh. It might be a night form, you know, like a, an alternate well, form. Well, yeah, um, it, it, it would be Glalurian, Glalur, Glalurian, Glalurian. No, no, no. Like I'm thinking that it has oh, two shit. new forms. You know what I'm saying? Like at during the daytime, oh, like, it looks like Lycan the one Rock? on the left. And, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, there's also some fox Pokemon that has two evolutions shown off, or maybe just one, and one's a front view and the other's oh, yeah. a side view. Hard to say for sure. There's also this little purple-looking yeah, dinosaur awesome. thing, and this cute little elephant Pokemon. Yeah. And, uh, and that's supposed to be a Fanfy? A Galarian Perhaps. Fanfy. Maybe it's a new Pokemon. There's also a Galarian uh, Farfetch'd, which uh, just has a longer yep. leak, it looks like. <laughs> nice. Um, these all come from 4chan, so take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them look like they are screen grabs, yeah. uh, and some of them just 
look a little suspicious with like the white. But yeah, the, the thing like, about ah. them being screen grabs here is if they're like Pokedex models, the background isn't consistent. So perhaps yeah, I know some of them are most a lot of them are on the white background, um, but the Groki final evolution or yeah, the Groki final evolution and the uh, Glarian uh, Persian are on this orange and red background here, which could be the evolution screen. And yeah. uh, the fox one is on a red background, which I find suspicious. It might be like an animation. like the Instead of a static background, it has like a moving graphic behind it. If they're cutting Pokemon to save on animation space, I don't know about that. But we'll, we'll find out. The game is coming out soon. I've already purchased my copy. We will be... Ready to go from the word go on that. Salvel's final evolution looks <laughs> like fucking trash. Well, his intermediate. <laughs> what you don't like his intermediary evolution? Where I don't like the intermediate. Where he has either. the fucking <laughs> looks like an emo edge. Peter Parker hair sweep. Oh, are you an edge lord? Oh no! I okay. So like, it does line up with what we've heard before. Like, yeah. What uh? What we've heard. Like a spy themed evolution, I could see that being like a, a spy Pokemon. I'm just, just not thrilled. Is it with Gex? It. Gex entered the yeah, gecko. Gex. Um, the gorilla with the drum. Yeah, that sounds. But about right. interestingly, we did not see Score Bunny's evolution. So perhaps they're yeah. different than what was initially leaked, and the leaker did not want to be proven wrong. <laughs> Ooh. So we'll see. I'm I'm still holding out hope. For a ground subtype on the final form of oh, I Score hope Bunny. So. I don't want no fighting. Or it was Mono Fire. It was fire, supposed right? to be Mono Fire, was... but Lorden's fighting type moves. Yeah. So doesn't even get stab on them, which. <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. The Score Bunny's my pick still. You can't stop me from picking the bunny. Um. All. I'm going to pick the monkey Pokemon for obvious reasons. Because you're a monkey. Yeah. All right. So, just nope, like. Nope. I was trying to say <laughs> something else. So, you couldn't use that as the transition point. <laughs> and I refuse to allow it now. Can we just put fucking elevator music over this part? Can we just put fucking the, the I just the Pokemon opening theme song? Can we just say I want to? I do want to be the very best, and uh, to become the very best, I can't get canceled <laughs> by having <laughs> shit like that fly on my program here. Christ, um, <laughs> you deserve to have to get your intestines pulled out by Rudy Raymore, <laughs> while a crowd of black moviegoers cheers wildly. That's right. We want to be the very best, just like Dolomite and Rudy Raymore wanted to be the very best. He had drive and ambition, and uh, it is documented in the, uh, I guess you could call it a biopic, uh, Dolomite is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's not beat around the bush here, because we're already an hour and a half into the podcast, and uh, let's talk about uh, what y'all thought of old Dolomite. 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 Looking uh, good and he's out of sight. Uh, I liked it. It that was that was a fine uh movie. A little bit long. Um 
Kurt and I both agreed on it. I don't know how Peter stands, but uh, it was it was it was long. I mean, and I think it was just the style of movie because they they brought him from his uh, kind of nothing to his comedy career and the peak of his comedy career, and then they then they kind of reverted back and they were like, all right, now he wants to be a movie star. Let's bring him from the bottom of his movie career and show the rise to yeah, power were, in that. There were two well. rises, and it made for this weird like fatigue halfway through the movie yeah. where you pause it, it was and you're like, oh, my God, there's still 40 minutes left in this movie. This movie is I saw two that. hours long, and it, it does not need to be two hours long. That red line was like halfway across the, the entirety of the length of the movie, and I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> halfway I, okay i i i thought it the running length was fine i took a three-hour nap beforehand so i was just ready to go i was with it um i i didn't feel like it dragged on for me because i i like i knew that they had to i guess i was anticipating because i knew kind of how the story went not all the specifics all but i knew that like he has to make the fucking movie we have to do that. And we have to see how that pans out. So I'm like, okay. I I had an end goal of like I knew what was going. I knew where they I had to go with it. For but, me, um, the I, issues. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. I think for me, the issues stem from my belief that this would be largely about the movie, because I didn't know that Rudy Ray Moore was a stand-up comedian who had the alter ego Dolomite, and a lot. Like the first half of the movie is focused on that, and by the time they get to yeah. them actually making the movie, you know, and they have like it was it was in the scene right before, uh, the big sex scene that they were gonna shoot, uh, where he's talking to mm-hmm. uh his his girlfriend or whatever the relation there was, partner, partner. in crime. There. Um, and I paused the movie and I saw that there was forty something minutes left. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so tired of it and then it like became entertaining again like it was it was a good and entertaining movie it just had these lulls where i just wanted to kill mm-hmm. myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no i felt that too because the, the whole process of making the movie was was fine but there was definitely that middle part that was like all right uh movie's over yeah. right <laughs> oh wait nope there's there was a lot of falling action i noticed that because they had to have that whole arc at the end of like him getting the movie out and finally having it become a hit. Um, I, I Like I said, I like the movie. I thought it was a nice sort of like, it was very much like an American tall tale yeah. sort of deal where it's just like, if, I, I don't I don't know the, the actual story of Rudy anymore. I'm very interested in it now. And like we said, we came at this from a, not from a place of, we know Dolomite and we know Rudy Ray Moore, so we'll go watch this movie. Like we know yeah. the tributes to to the genre and the parodies of the genre, and we're coming at it from that side. But, yeah, it came off as it's very romanticized. It's very much a triumphant yes. story. Um, I, <laughs> it, was, it was hard for me. I was just waiting for the moment. Like, So, side note, I hate watching kids on, sta- like on TV shows, like especially on game shows or parts where they're supposed to describe themselves i don't like it with jeopardy either that's my least favorite part is where i hear the stories <laughs> of the people just because like i'm waiting for the moment where they someone says something fucking embarrassing and awful and i'm like I can't yeah the secondhand embarrassment i and the yeah and 
like that's that's one of my nightmare scenarios even just watching tv where i just watch in the and most of the hosts are good you know the, that's their whole point is they can fucking roll with whatever they get but that's my where the person on tv says something really awkward and then the host doesn't know yeah. what to do with it um also the fact that these movies things are all pre-taped so they can just be like all right we're not using that one mm. that's that's good but um I was I was going to place with yes okay that same cringe I was I had that same thought in my mind watching this whenever he gets up on stage and does stuff because I watched Joker right. a couple weeks ago and it's, it's where, filmed very when similarly, the gets up and, actually right exactly so I'm like oh god oh what's gonna happen but every time he goes up he fucking kills it and like the whole character is that especially when he's in public like Rudy Ray Eddie Murphy as Rudy Ray more like he never breaks his his facade he's got that impenetrable wall of like cheer and and like um persistence yeah. tenacity yeah. yeah he's very positive as well um, it's a story about um the black community it's a story about american values like entrepreneurship the, chasing and, the and american dream yeah and classic it's a great it's a it, great uplifting story it really shows it is for yeah. anybody no matter the color it is yeah, it, it is a good movie i like the movie overall uh pacing issues aside um the comedy was good this is the best eddie murphy has been in a movie and i couldn't even tell you how long yeah i gotta say i really liked his acting like he, he definitely did a killer job with it just very believable the entire time of of his personality and that's not an easy sort of like personality to take for yeah. yes. you know all that filming that that very well, um, I larger think life. and larger yeah larger than life positive kind of mentality. I think one of the reasons Eddie him. Murphy took the role in the first place, and this is just my and I guess it's all public persona, so this is a valid comparison. But the character, or at least how. Eddie Murphy perhaps portrayed the character of Rudy Ray Moore reminded me a lot of Eddie Murphy early in his career. Yeah, I I saw the similar thing. I I could definitely see Eddie Murphy's stand up coming through uh, with his uh, portrayal of Dolomite for sure. I, I'm sure I'm sure it was a big influence on him. You know, I have this sort of there's this sort of underrunning current I I imagine as watching this movie is a lot of the big actors who are here, you know, if they if you talk to them on like the director's cut or like the behind the scenes, I feel like they would be like, yeah, no, I I watched Dolomite or something, you know, I watched as a kid or I knew Rudy Ray. I loved and it was a big. I loved speaking of directors. I loved Wesley Snipes as the like didn't want to be their director. I I I think he stole. He stole a lot of movie. scenes. Like, he was so fun to watch because he was so. And his different. fucking eyes, like when he's just like, can't believe what the fuck he's seeing, and he's hitting the screwdriver, and he's like, I don't see a need to do it again. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't see a need to do it. So so perfect. I mean, ex- ex- exactly what you would uh, expect from like a. A uh, highfalutin. A guy who uh, thinks he's highfalutin black because he, yeah, yeah, he was an he elevator is, but... operator in Rosemary's Baby. That's his claim <laughs> to fame, and he thinks that he's so much better than everyone else because he had a cameo in Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> oh, 
just watching fucking drink through the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, this movie um, is is going to draw a lot of comparison uh, to the Disaster Artist, which is a very similar movie, perhaps its closest analog. Um, I felt that movie was paced a little better, and it was perhaps a more honest look at the making of The Room and its aftermath. I feel like, to Peter's point, this is a very romanticized view. Like, Dolomite was very successful. It had a $100,000 budget and made $12 million in the 1970s. So you could buy, like, you know, a country with that kind of money back then. Um, Yeah. But, like, the low points that they experience aren't very low, and they don't last very long, at least not on film. They do, like, kind of time skip around. It's like, it's been months since we've shot this movie, and we haven't found someone to distribute yet. But, like, I guess that's that's the, the character, is he's, like, this, uh, you know, un, unstoppable force of will. And yeah. uh, he never yeah. lets it get down, and there's always an opportunity that he's looking for, which is a good message. Like, but, I guess- like, I don't know how true to life it is. Like, I guess his longest, like, <clears throat> kind of time being down the dumps. And they, they only really showed this with, like, a, a short montage of him going back and doing his stand-up yep. bits um, was when he was trying to sell his movie. Uh, and it was just, he, you know, you kind of see through that whole long list of companies that have rejected him uh, that he, he's just trying to get it. But then one fateful night. Yeah, he, he uh, you know, four he walls a movie theater. Um, but... Even that, which is the longest, like, low Ugh. point, lasts, like, mm, ten right. minutes on screen. Yeah, and in comparison to the entire movie, it's it, you're, you're at a high for so much of it, and your low points aren't very long. No. So, it, so it's, it's, it's a very romanticized... And, like, it feel good. Like, there's a place for that, the feel-good movie. Um, but, like... It's again. I I have to believe this is a very romanticized version of events. Mm-hmm. And I I guess I'm okay with it. It makes me intrigued to, you know. I guess it's pushed me to be like, oh, I wonder what it, what things were really yeah. like, you know. Oh, I, I definitely. See, I want to go back to the source and be like, see what yeah, the real story was there. I agree. No. Um, but yeah, overall, I'd say it's worth the watch if you have Netflix. I mean, there's far. Worst yeah. shit you could spend your time doing, um, just uh, coming with a clear head and be well rested. I guess is the the trick to avoid wanting to die in the yeah. middle of the movie. Because <laughs> I was yeah. also tired at that. Yeah, as I well. started this movie at like um, eight, which may have been a mistake. <laughs> man, I started yeah. at one. Uh, I started AM. at ten, <laughs> but I was up till four in the morning anyhow. So well, I was yeah. only up till. Uh, a little past midnight because I get up early. <laughs> man, you you sleep, man. It's crazy. Well, I mean, That's my day typically starts at five thirty. So yeah, yeah. I just can't physically stay <laughs> up that late anymore. <laughs> I force myself, train myself to operate on only a few hours of sleep. <laughs> It's it not is, healthy. No, I, don't I would not it. recommend that to, to anyone under any circumstances anywhere in the world. Um, so that's going to be a wrap on Dolomite. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I know it's only a little bit, but like it really is. Just go and go and check it out. It's it is an easy movie. I was glad. I don't. I like watching something that's not so so yeah, fucking deep and ridiculous yeah. or thinky. I like. I I hate that. That might give a negative connotation, but it really is just straightforward and. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to. Yeah, fucking it's an honest movie, and it's on, it's a fun something. watch. And if you're interested in in Rudy Ray Moore, and, or you don't know what Dolomite is or anything about that, um, then yeah, I'd say definitely give it a watch. And if you know about this, then yeah. you know, watch it, see how it compares to your knowledge of the situation, and maybe you'll have a different mm-hmm. evaluation of it. But yeah, uh, this is. I had one last thing, I guess, before we start to close out here this was also dedicated oh yeah to Charlie when they show that mm. i'm like oh no yeah. he's dead oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah and um <clears throat> i i guess i knew about like a like a week before this i don't know when he died but like a couple years i ago, knew yeah. that it was a thing a week before because i watched the fucking his true hollywood yes. stories about when when I he met those. prince <laughs> the, yeah the, <laughs> purify yourself in the waters of lake minnetonka <laughs> he can't we, we all went in and he served his pancakes um, <laughs> but like i'm thinking of like of the various movies that get dedications uh this one is like that's a great movie to dedicate you know it's not like um what was it It was like fucking home alone 2 who got who got a dedication in that no it was in the video game like the home alone 2 video game got a dedication oh that's 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 um that's bad. I don't. I gotta fucking remember. I remember it was in the it was in the Jontron Jontron episode, but that was just like, don't even fucking, don't even put me in that if you're gonna put it in something like that. But this, like the story about the the story of the black comedian, the black star, you know, and him being able to dedicate that to yeah. his brother. It's like, it's big yeah. game. Good job. Um, and you know, I'm sure. Were he alive today, Charlie Murphy would have been in this movie. I could have seen him yes. in Wesley Snipes' yeah, role, totally. uh, which would have been good too. Uh, we we all missed Charlie. Um, all right, but that's going to wrap it up on episode one eighty three. If you are listening for the first time, please leave a rating, or even if you're not listening for the first time, leave a rating on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on. It helps the show out a lot. Uh, Subscribe uh, via whatever podcasting app you want. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, every podcast app you could ever want to shake a stick at. Um, Our YouTube channels are available through our website, as well as several other stuff, including our archives. If you ever wanted to go back and see a movie that we've done, I know that most podcasting apps only uh, hold the last 25 episodes so we have a full archive which has like 99 percent of our episodes on there there are a few that have uh been taken down for one reason or another i'm not sure what they are but if there's an episode you want to hear and it's not out there uh let me know and i'll try to try to figure out how to get that to you uh sirenstuds.com is the place to go for that as well as links to our youtube and uh, Twitch and Mixer channels. Uh, speaking of Twitch and Mixer, we will be live tonight around 8, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time to finish out Borderlands 3 and possibly do something else. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to finish the campaign there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, so check out all that stuff. And uh, until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.